thought you got this out of your system yesterday. Jean sighed, holding his arms out as a 15-year-old growth attached to his body continued to try and merge with him. Her sudden barnacle-like behaviour would have been a shock if she hadn't done as much the day before. Like yesterday, the rest of his team only watched on, amused expressions on their faces. Is no one going to address this? We're all just going to pretend this is perfectly normal. Ruby had always been affectionate, but come on. I'm not exactly in possession of a crowbar. His partner drawled, pale eyes narrowing dangerously when he sent a look to the weapon strapped at her waist. It is an elegant and beautiful weapon, worthy of an elegant and beautiful woman. Taunting her would be so easy. Escaping with Ruby attached to him less so. He let it go with a roll of his eyes, hands coming down onto Ruby's shoulders as he tried to push her away. She had a pretty tight grip. He'd been rescued by Amber last time this happened. Though, the fight that had come about as a result of that had been nothing short of catastrophic. Even when she refused to speak with him, it seemed that his younger sibling still didn't like to see Ruby occupying what might have been considered a younger sister position. The girl in question was subtly distracted this time, however. Her blue eyes narrowed as she cautiously looked at the two people before her, biting her lip as she glanced first to one and then to the other. It was as though the young girl was forced with an impossible, difficult challenge. You're... not after my brother, are you? She finally asked. <laughs> Jean? The girl laughed. I've got Rennie, so I don't need Johnny too. Nora leaned in to the smaller girl and completely failed to whisper. Don't say anything, but Ren gets really jealous if I don't give him enough attention. <laughs> He's so precious. Jean looked at the other man, who could only raise an eyebrow in response. That was not the face of a man craving attention. But Jean had enough problems without inserting himself into that minefield. He'd done that once, pursued a relationship with Nora that was, uh... It had been interesting to say the least. What had perhaps been more horrifying was that Nora apparently still wanted Ren to be involved in her life, even in things that should have been kept intimately private between two people. Talk about awkward. Well, if you're not trying to steal my big brother, then I guess you're good. Amber proclaimed, like the queen of her own little kingdom. Do you... Do you want to go to the arcade again? Do we? Nora cheered, grabbing the little girl in one hand and ran in the other. His sister laughed loudly as she was dragged into the arcade they'd meet outside of, leaving the rest of them behind. Pira nodded politely to him. She looked a little troubled to see Ruby hugging him like she was, but there was little he could do about that. At least Amber would be in a better mood now that she had some friends to hang out with. He still hadn't managed to make peace with her, even though they were a good four days until his holiday now. Ruby. Jean poked her cheek. You can't hide in my stomach when your teams come to see you. Pierce here? The little girl raised her head, blinking sleepily. Wait, had she fallen asleep hugging him? Pierce here? She crowed. Spotting the taller girl, the redhead smiled and waved back. Ruby abandoned him in a second, 
rushing up to her partner. Hey, I can't believe you're in Vale. That's so cool. I thought I was looking forward to break, but I'm already so bored and I want to go back to Beacon Air. My, what an energetic friend you've made. His mother whispered to him, the amusement in her voice clear. He gave her a deadpan look, but she only laughed louder. <laughs> well, this is a bit of a larger group than we expected, but I'm sure you can all have fun at the mall. Your father and I will be looking at some furniture. You're redecorating? Just a little, sweetie. She smiled. His father looked resigned. His face that of a man who had accepted the cruel fate of being forced to shop all day. Come along, dear. <sighs> yes, Juniper. Nicholas sighed. That still leaves me with what? Three teammates? Two tagalongs and six sisters? Jean let his eyes roll over the sea of faces, all of which seemed to have assumed he was going to be their main source of entertainment for the day. Was it too late to try and run away with Ren and Nora? They were going to get to play video games for the entire afternoon. He was no doubt going to be forced into various outfits and made to carry innumerable boxes. Where was the justice? How was it fair I get called a thieving bitch if I talk to Jean? But she can still half on my team? Ruby grumbled, bringing him back to reality while also making him chuckle a little. He hadn't exactly planned for the appearance of the rest of Team R&R, &R, but it kind of made sense that Ruby would be in regular contact with them. From there it would be just a matter of mentioning Vale, which he'd always known Ren and Nora had stayed in, and Pyrrha from there. Now that he thought about it, she never really told him why she preferred to stay in Vale. Perhaps more concern over her sponsorship deals and the rabid fans of Mistral. It didn't matter. Now all he needed was the arrival of Team Carden. Maybe Triple SN and Cinder. He could have a wonderful party. How nice. Stop looking so tortured. Sapphire slapped a hand across his head, breaking the silence between the two groups as she came up to stand beside him. She turned to Weiss. You said that Jean needs a new outfit for Beacon, correct? If Weiss was surprised at being addressed so suddenly, she hid it well. No doubt testament to her upbringing. That's right. He's currently been wearing a dress shirt and black pants, which, while not a poor choice for a bomb or formal dinner, offers little protection in combat. Didn't he have anything from back where you all live? Ansel. Sapphire filled in. But no, he doesn't. She glanced at him briefly. He nodded back as a warning not to mention anything about his past. They didn't need to know that he'd never had any interest in becoming a hunter. That would generate more questions. Having them not know about his plans to escape Beacon was a definite no. It wasn't that they would disagree, but rather they would blame themselves and probably try to find a way to improve things. They would want to try and convince him to stay. He didn't want them to think it was somehow all their fault. Clothes shopping for Jean? Sapphire asked, turning to the rest of his sisters. There were nods and murmurs of agreement between them, though from how Jade and Hazel were whispering, it was clear they planned to drift off and do their own thing. That was fine. They could look after themselves after all. I shall be visiting the bookstore. Coral said, 
holding up an arm and coincidentally causing Blake to drop hers once the words were said. The look on the disguised Faunus's face was priceless, like her final bastion of safely had cruelly been taken away. Actually, could you come with us, Coral? Jean interrupted. I could use some advice on clothing. Jean spared a glance to Blake, who nodded frantically in an expression of pure gratitude on her face. Sure. He was irritated to her for the whole docks incident, but being hounded by Coral for three days straight was a punishment far beyond cruel. Since you are so nicely, dear brother, the girl nodded, giving Blake a chance to slip away. He noticed Lavender go after her, but didn't intervene. Shopping was often too strenuous an activity for her, especially in a big place like this. The bookstores tended to have seats she could have rest on, and he trusted Blake more than any other to make sure she was safe. The girl's moral compass was too fine to allow otherwise. Do you want to look at the equipment store, Ruby? Pira quickly proved she'd learned enough about Ruby in their short time as partners. Silver eyes widened to frightening proportions. Where? And that's Ruby gone. Yang laughed. Jean wondered if Pira actually knew what she just unleashed. Though the younger girl was normally pretty damn mature for her age, take her to a weapon shop and she might as well be Nora on drugs. So that leaves Sable, Coral, your friends and I to go shopping for you. Sapphire counted. Is that okay with everyone? The last wasn't addressed to him, but rather the remaining members of his team. Sounds good to me, Yang said, looking him up and down. I wonder what style we should look for. Something smart. Y slowly walked around him, like a scientist expecting a particularly gruesome specimen. I won't have my partner dressing like some kind of vagabond, even if that's exactly what he is. Sable giggled and covered her lips. Of all his sisters, those two seemed the most accommodating of his teammates, something he was thankful for, at least at the moment. Amber was enough to deal with, and at least Hazel and Jade's dislike seemed to be more akin to a distaste at Weiss's prissy nature. The Vale Moor was the same one he'd taken his family to the first time, back before he'd even been forced into Beacon in the first place. This time it was less stressful, even if the situation was technically worse. The large structure was arranged on two levels, with escalators leading up to a balcony above them. Storefronts dotted across both floors with great fountains and chandeliers occupying the central avenue. Every now and then you could see Jade and Hazel rushing around on the second floor, but their overlarge party stuck to the bottom one, pausing at windows as the girls argued fashion color co-coordination, and other things he had little interest in. It was actually starting to get a little heated between Yang and Weiss. Jean rolled his eyes and looked to his sisters for help. Okay, okay. Sapphire strode between the two huntresses in training, able to subdue them not with strength, but sheer force of her big sister persona. Maybe Weiss was reminded of her sister, or maybe it was just something instinctive, but both girls went uncharacteristic quiet when Sapphire spoke. We should calm down a little. I'm not sure Jean would look good in a military dress, she said to his partner. 
His hair and eyes don't really match that, least of all his personality. Heh, <laughs> suck it, Weiss. Yang cheered, only to go sun as Sapphire looked at her. On the other hand, Yang, I'm not convinced anyone can pull off tree corn with a feather in anymore, no matter how much you think it suits the image of a bard. Also, just no flowing cloak. I liked that idea though. Coral mused. She would. Let's go for something normal and then you can discuss how to adapt that to suit what a hunter needs. Okay? That is acceptable with me. Wyas nodded. Come along, Jean. It's about time we sorted this out. <sighs> yes, Wyas. He didn't miss the... Watch! Sound Yang made. You got better. Nora cried, half in excitement but also in a little shock and betrayal. Ren watched it all with a practiced eye, even as the younger girl leapt up and down in victory. It would have been easy to make a comparison between the girl and his partner. The say it said something about Nora's maturity or maybe her intelligence. Ren did not, however. He knew better. Nora could have won if she truly wished to. The reflexes and reaction times of a huntress translated well to games such as these. He should know. He was a dab hand on the dance pads himself. If anyone ever asked it, it was because the unpredictable motions were good for improving his flexibility. Definitely not for any other reason. A full and wide range of motion was important. Hence why many an arcade machine in Vale featured Ren at the top of the leaderboard. Of course. In almost every case, there was a gnaw a solid amount of points above him. You must have got some practice in. You weren't this good last time. Nora went on. Hmm. I was a lot smaller then. I've had a lot of time to get better. The little girl giggled. That's true. Ren chipped in. It must have been at least two years ago. Or close enough. Hmm. The little girl nodded. I remember it. My brother was like, I won't allow you to hurt these people, and pushed me back into you. Then he beat them all up with a toy. I remember. Ren smiled, an almost characteristic grin lighting up on his face. At the time it might have been a difficult situation, but in hindsight the image Conjure truly was amusing. He was like a really good fighter, his childhood friend said, and Ren didn't miss the confidence in her tone. Jean had been a good fighter back then. Hadn't he? Nothing compared to the standards they held now. But for his age and apparent lack of training, he had been confident, quick, and most, most interesting of all, familiar with a weapon of that length. As always, Nora noticed the things he sometimes failed to. Back then it had only ever been the two of them. Jean's actions, for whatever reason they had been, had left Nora talking about him for months. Ren could admit that he too had looked forward to seeing his new friend again come Beacon, even if he hadn't been quite so extrovert in that sentiment. And then once they found him once more, except that he was no longer the boy they had once known. How could someone have changed so much in two years? So, you're friends with Jean and Beacon, right? Amber asked. That was another surprise for him, though obviously not so for Nora. The girl had been standoffish and, if he dared say it, rather petulant when around her brother and his team. Around their leader. Well, let's just say there was no lost love between Amber Ark and Ruby Rose. He'd honestly thought the girl quite childish, 
away from them, however, she was friendly and chatty. A very nice girl and quite mature for her age. For Ruby, though, this 14-year-old girl was already starting to grow more than her, both upwards and out. We're not on his team. But our teams are like, totally besties. We eat and drink together, sit next to each other in class, even do homework together. The ginger girl paused to blink. Well, we do homework. Jean just sort of pretends. <laughs> that sounds like him. Amber laughed, dragging Nora over to another machine. Ren followed, watching as Nora slipped some line in for the both of them. The two girls jiggled the joysticks around for a moment, focusing on the game unfolding before them. Does he always do that? Nora asked, jerking the stick to the side and crashing her spaceship into Amber's. The girl squawked but managed to recover. The move had been little more than a distraction, though not, as one might have thought, one designed to win the game. Eh, not always, Amber said distractedly. He's never been like, the smartest student, but he did enough work to not get in trouble. <laughs> Sounds like me. Nora grinned. I'm good with the practical stuff, you know? Fighting and stuff, but ugh. You should see what we get for homework for history class. Big Brother was good at almost everything. Not great, but above average in every subject. He must have been very popular. Ren said, meeting Nora's eyes briefly over the girl's head and nodding. His childhood friend could be sneaky at times. Jean. She seemed surprised by the idea. Nah, Big Brother's never had many friends, at least not in school. Most people thought he was weird or they avoided him, but that's only because he was too mature for them all. He's the best brother ever. <laughs> you bet. Nora laughed. Wish I could have a big brother like him. He could hang out with Ren and fight the bullies who try to be mean to me. Nora, no one is bullying you. There isn't anyone at Beacon foolish enough to try. And if they had, and if they somehow survived what Nora did in return, then... He would have needed to have a quiet word with them. <sighs> it's the fort, Ranny. It's the fort. She sighed. No one wants to be in trouble, but you still want someone cool who will bow you out. Ren raised an eyebrow to her, getting a silent apology and mouthed, You're cool too, in return. Still, Nora's error as to just how cool he was aside, hearing that Jean had been without companionship in school was interesting. It reinforced the image their leader had shared with them in her message the day before. But was his isolation cause or consequence of his mental state? Well, he's doing better making friends at Beacon. Ren offered. Amber's face twisted curiously. A strange mixture of fear and panic. Perhaps reluctance. Nora shook her head quickly, interrupting him. Yeah. He's quite the... Well, let's just say he's popular with the girls in our academy. Ugh. Amber slouched a little on the keypad. It seemed from more than relief than anything. He's always been like that. Well, I mean, not, not always. It, it's kind of weird, though. He only likes older girls, usually. Well, there was that first girl. She was in her second... or third year, wasn't she? Nora asked Ren. Ren held his arms out with a confused expression. How was he supposed to know? The first they ever heard of it was when a trio of pajama-clad girls had come knocking on their door, 
asking to use their shower because their own was contaminated. Sure, he thought to ask questions, but there just hadn't been a good time. Plus, Ruby's sister had used all the hot water, which had left curiosity the last thing on his mind and finding a kettle top priority. Amber shook her head. No. I mean older. Two years? Ren asked, wondering why the girl's face was suddenly so red. <sighs> older. She sighed. Five years? Nora gasped. Amber Ark mumbled something quietly. What was that? Ren leaned forward to listen. Twenty years old. Twenty? Nora's spaceship suddenly decided it had found true love, veering wildly off the path and into an asteroid where it exploded in a dizzling array of colours. It respawned a second later, only to do the same. Nora's expression still slack-jawed, Joseph forced to one side. Twenty. She repeated again, as though to invite a comment that she must have misheard. Sometimes twenty-five. The smaller girl whispered. I think there was a 22 year old, but that was Hazel's friend and she threatened to cut off his boss if he went near her again. Most of them were like, maybe 30 or so? 40? Okay. Ren blinked. Well, this was kind of, wow, right. So Jean had been women almost 20 years older than himself. Yeah, sure. That made sense. 20. Ren asked. It couldn't hurt just to make sure. Amber groaned into the arcade machine. Nora gasped. That's like... That's probably how old Miss Goodwitch is. <gasps> Do you think? No. Ren answered immediately. It would take something a little more than good with women to handle that. Plus, the woman's feelings towards the blonde were pretty evident every time she called him up into the ring. If that was flirting then, Ren didn't want to imagine how violent the foreplay would have been. And now I'm imagining it. Damn it, Jean. He had to remember their goal. They had to find out more about... 20. Jean. So they could have figured out what had happened. Or definitely a surprise to see how far he could go. The fact that he slept around was of no importance. It was pretty damn impressive though. Even he had to admit that. Nora waved a hand towards him, a gesture he'd seen few times but knew immediately. It was the, Nora has crashed, please take over gesture. How about a gun game? Ren offered to the little girl, nodding towards a cooperative game where they had to hold off waves of grim. Her blue eyes widened, face lighting up. Ren chuckled as he took one of the plastic submachine guns, passing it over to her as he hurled the other himself, pushing some line into the slot. The screen flared to life, and Ren cracked his neck, ready to defend both himself and her to ensure they got through the game unscathed. Did Jean tell you he was the leader of his team? He asked after a few quick shots. She held her own better than he thought she would, only needing him to cover her every now and then. He mentioned it, yeah, but he never really tells us anything about what's going on. That's just how he is. Does that happen often? I don't know, like I said, he doesn't tell us much, he doesn't even tell people when he feels bad, but sometimes, when he was sick or ill we could tell. Mom used to say it was like Jean didn't have time to be sick, 
He had just ignored her like his body was being a wuss or something. She giggled a little. Mum used to have to force him to stay home and said he was a nightmare to keep still. I'm surprised. Ren admitted. With how much he likes to sleep, I would have thought he would love that. Yeah, that's just how he is though. He doesn't have to make sense. He's still my brother and I love him though. Oh, it's adorable. Ren was quickly forced to take the lead, shooting aside claws and Grim in a mad fashion as Nora bear hugged the girl from behind, cooing into her hair. Amber arc whined loudly, legs kicking as she fought to shoot at the screen. Oh, Rennie, I want a little sister like right now. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to accommodate that. Marry one of Sean's big sisters? Nora offered. Ren was about to respond to that when his little companion came to his rescue. No, you can't. Amber gasped, breaking free at last. I, I mean, well, you shouldn't. I, uh, I, uh, ah, uh, uh, the Grim. Ren looked back in time to shoot aside an Ursa, the pixelated monster flying away after receiving a single bullet. Not the most realistic of games, but when reality was cruel and unforgiving, it was easier to appreciate something a little simpler. <laughs> Rennie won't. Nora laughed. He's not allowed to. But if you still love your big brother so much, why are you angry with him right now? I'm not- The girl clammed up immediately, eyes hardening. Ren glanced to his partner, the two sharing a quick message. They'd push too hard. Oh, look. Nora quickly distracted, pointing to the side. Isn't that the bullhead game we played at Ansel? Huh? Ren smiled as a younger girl squealed happily, Nora shooting him a little grin above blonde hair. He would concede this one to her. It looked like Operation R&R &R was back on track.